Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. You're listening to the Sports Buzz. This is our podcast. We talk sports, get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strange Land Brewery. Beer for any occasion. Beer for every occasion. A beer for all occasions. You know, I, I miss having a coach here. You know, I don't, I don't like opening my own beers. It's not a... Yeah, we almost missed that one. Yeah. Almost missed Almost missed it. Uh, but, you know, you're quick on your feet. I'm out of shape. Well, I'm in shape. Quick enough to get beers out of shape. On opening, opening beers. beers because Coach has been opening yeah. them and he is not here. So it's just me, your host Spencer Spillman, and the host of the podcast, my producer Ballad. Howdy, fellas. We're without Chad, without Coach. Um, if you listen to our pro show on Wednesday, you uh, you already know that. Today is still Tuesday, February the sixth. Uh, as always, recording from the beautiful Austin, Texas. Today, not so beautiful. A little gloomy, a little cold, a little drizzly all day long. Be ready for this stuff to leave. It's got me in a bad mood. Yeah, I live in Texas to avoid this type of weather. I know, right? I feel like I'm up in Seattle. Um, but if this is our amateur hour. We'll obviously do a bunch of college basketball tonight. Um, this is Lana's education. This is the start of it. She hasn't been paying attention, but she's got a new home. Lana. Because we're going to make sure that she's paying attention. Yeah. You know, we moved her into this new space, and we'll get into that in a second. She's but... running on her wheel right now. She's she's getting a little exercise. She's looking thick. She's my wife. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll definitely try and educate her on what's going on in college basketball. Uh, we'll talk co- Texas college basketball. And then um, we'll see if Ballard can give us uh, some better lines than he gave last week in his first impressions. Um Hey, and we'll see if we can get Dickie V on, do a couple awards. We'll see. He's a busy um, guy. He's got a he's, game tonight. He's very busy. He's covering a game. And maybe over. I don't know who won that game. But uh, regardless, we need to talk about Strangeland Brewery, our sponsors from day one. They got the three-year anniversary party coming up this month on February right. 24th. That's in three weeks. Three, less than three weeks, two and a half. Um, and... Uh, It'll be from 5 to 10 p.m. there, Saturday the 24th. 20 bucks gets you in, gets you two beers, gets you a bunch of food. They got a pig roast uh, with sides and then a bunch of limited drafts out there. So be sure to get a ticket. They are going fast. Um, you said Tim and Adam wouldn't wouldn't let us know what, what's going on? They uh, they let me know. But uh, listeners, you got to buy your tickets to find out. All I can tell you that it is going to be very very nice you're not you're gonna you're gonna like the way you feel i guarantee it <laughs> i like it i like it so follow them at strangeland brew get update on everything that's going on follow us at sports tx on twitter we will go ahead and get into our show business as i mentioned it's just ballon and i we're uh holding down the fort if you hear any noise that's lana's trying to exercise right now she's she's Putting in work on her wheel. Which we appreciate, Lana, but you're supposed to be paying attention. That You're supposed to get, be getting better at college basketball knowledge right now. You had a terrible March Madness last year. This is the year, though? She did a lot better. She does much better. She did a lot better uh, in our bowl pick this year for college football. Yep. So, I have high hopes for this year. I have yep. high hopes. I think we need to make a similar 
rig for her to to run and pick her pick her scores. Yep. She seemed to like that. Um, but yeah, it is time to focus on college basketball. Uh, obviously, there's a few college football things coming up. Um, National Signing Day was yesterday, two days ago, for those of you listening on Friday. Um, but we'll give our little preview since we don't know what's actually going to happen. Um, and then, uh, as we mentioned, Lana does have a new home. She's in here in studio with us. Making a shit ton of noise. um and we have a show bet going on iowa we took iowa the home dog to number four michigan state and iowa is a 10 point dog at 10 point dog you know i love a double digit dog on a tuesday i really didn't like this pick i'm gonna be honest with you i thought the safe pick would be to just go straight up take kansas on the line they're playing a very mediocre team um, let's see what that one's go looking at right now. Kansas TCU, Kansas seven point favorite. Kansas is actually down one. They just lost a home oh, game. Well, hmm. so they have not played well at home this year. They've lost three games already. First time since ninety eight ninety nine. They've lost three in the fog. Uh, but uh, still early on, okay. barely barely through halfway in the first half. <clears throat> uh, but this one so far forty one thirty three. We're covering the the uh, plus ten so far. So far. So far. Let me throw in a couple numbers at you that made me think why I wanted to take this game. Michigan State, 1-4-1 against the spread on the road. Iowa, 6-3 against the spread at home. Both teams, um, actually that's not true. I was going to say both teams have a loss, but that's not true. That's the Kansas game I'm thinking of. But home dogs on a Tuesday night, especially double-digit dogs, there's something about it. Something about a, a favorite team traveling after a long weekend. They don't always come to play the way they should, and these home dogs get hyped for these games, especially when you've got a top 10 team coming into your house. You want a chance to beat them. The best shot is in yours on a weekday night, and that's why Iowa's our show bet of the week. I mean, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't have taken that bet, but um, I'm not the one with the bow out of Well, yeah. yeah. Thanks, uh, Uncle Mac. <laughs> so... Let's uh, let's talk about some of those college basketball games from the weekend, uh, and kind of. I get... gotta take this wheel out because I'm. I can. I can only assume that our listeners get to listen to that, and I. I can't deal with that. It's a little so. distracting. It's a little distracting. Well, you gotta. Uh, yeah. So you get this back after the show. <laughs> so, well, there's nothing else to do in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what else am I supposed to do? You're supposed to listen. This yeah, is your listen. Ed- this is your education, Lana. Um, well, obviously the big game of the weekend, the biggest upset of the weekend was number four Duke getting beat uh, at St. John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a surprise, but also the way that I've seen Duke play this year, they play five freshmen religiously uh, with one Grayson Allen senior. Um. Sooner or later, they were going to get caught. Texas almost caught them early on in the year. Should have won that game. Um, let's see. Butler starting to play well. Lost a very close game tonight in overtime to Xavier, uh, the number five team in the country. Uh, so watch out for Butler. They're always tough in the tournament coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, but like I said, Kansas has now lost their third home game <clears throat> at the Fog uh, in one season since the 98-99 season. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State on Saturday, five point win for the Okies. Kansas, I mean, everyone says that Kansas is having a down year. They're still ranked in the top ten. They're still tied for first in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. All they know is Big Twelve championships. They haven't lost one in like fifteen years. Yep. Arizona takes an L on the road, buzzer beater at Washington. Uh, three pointer, no, puts them out of out of that one. Almost like the day that I say that Arizona is poised to make the final four so yeah uh, if you've got a college football, uh, basketball team you want me to mush just let me know and i can <laughs> i can get that done for you uh missouri beat kentucky by nine uh kentucky's one of those teams that uh does not impress me um i don't know if they did they win tonight kentucky yes did um, they beat tennessee it was close uh tennessee got it by two i would have taken tennessee to win that one um, big Rick Barnes guy over here. Big Rick Barnes guy. 
We're going to um, talk Texas OU and the Texas yeah, 10. Yeah, we'll talk that. But uh, Kentucky's got doesn't have the one-and-done guys this year. Uh, Texas Tech now tied for first in the Big 12 uh, with a win this weekend over TCU. Uh, they are tied with Kansas now. Texas Tech, a a scary good program right now. They have gone. They're going through the gauntlet of the Big Twelve. Texas should have beat them twice. Yeah, and the, the team you're gonna have to look out for when when they get to the uh, get to the tournament. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Virginia continues to play well, as does Purdue and Villanova, the top three teams in the country. Um, Missouri upsets Kentucky at home, sixty-nine to sixty. Yeah, I told you. I already told you that. Oh well, I'm listening. It's fine. Clearly. I understand. Did you uh, say Alabama upset Florida? I did not see that one yet. Yeah, Alabama upsets Florida Alabama's on the a road. Good, Alabama's a good team though, and no, I would a really good team. They they they've impressed me. Uh, Texas, I think that's one of Texas' better wins was a win against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now it's all about these these lower tiered teams trying to win some big time games and pad their uh, pad their tournament resume and, and get ready in Texas obviously with a couple of big wins against top 10 top 15 teams uh, that win against Alabama is only gonna look better the better Alabama plays um, and then another team you got to watch out for uh, is Arkansas in the SEC SEC is probably the the best conference from top to bottom I think this is the best the big 12 has looked as well. Yeah. Um, from top to bottom, because you got teams <laughs> like Baylor and Kansas State that can still beat anybody on any given night in the Big Twelve. It's it's going to be exciting once we get to those last few games and once we get to the tournament. Um, what uh, anything you want to talk about in college basketball that you saw? Uh, Ohio State suspends Cam Williams for breaking quote unquote team rules. Uh, he's been. Spend it indefinitely, and not much has been offered beyond that. Um, you want to speculate on the team rule he probably broke? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's a he's a fifth year senior. So at Ohio uh, State, he was probably fifth year senior at Ohio State. Um, he either showed up hungover or uh, was selling autographs for tattoos. That's the only thing that could happen at Ohio State, probably. Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, Joel uh, Barry, the guard out of North Carolina, yep. has dismissed North Carolina State as a rival in basketball. He oh, said wow. the only rivalry is UNC and Duke. Uh, UNC plays North Carolina State on Friday on Saturday. <laughs> like, why do you why do you give NC State that type of ammunition going to this type of game? Bulletin board the game, material. And it is. The game's in uh in Charlotte or in UNC, wherever that is. And Durham. Durham. No, no, Durham is Duke. Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. It is one of those. But close enough. Yeah. Uh I mean that, exactly. Why do you give that type of bulletin board material? Um and and Barry is He's not a freshman. Now, what? How is he? Like a junior? He's a junior. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Um, hey, your Auburn Tigers still ranked up there around the top ten. Yeah. Um, um, I've been saying it for a long time. I'll say it again. They won't be there for a long time. <laughs> I'm just lowering expectations. Not now. a basketball school. Not a basketball school. Let's see. Anything else we want to touch on from the Saturday, the weekend? Um, let's, let's talk Washington about Washington beat Arizona. Let's talk about. You know, we we give Trey Young a lot of credit on the show. The national media does dropping thirty two in a game where you're sick, pretty impressive, even in a loss. Yeah, it was. He didn't have his normal game. Obviously, I think he had one assist all game long. Um, so he really didn't. He didn't get much going. He turned it over six or seven times. Not a good assist to turnover ratio, but yeah. Um, that layup off the top of the backboard was absolutely filthy. And, you know, he really willed himself back into that game because he was getting shut down by, uh, I think his name is Dixon, the guard for West Virginia, who looks like he's about 35 years old. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he played he plays so many minutes, and even, you know, going into it, it was like they were almost trying to hype up that Michael Jordan flu game kind of thing. Like they knew it was coming. Um, but I, I'm just getting tired of watching a game and, you know, looking at the score at the bottom of the screen and seeing Trey Young's stats 
from start to finish. Like there's other players on the on the court. So we don't need to show Trey Young on how many points and assists he has in a game. I get he's very good and he leads the nation in points and assists per game. We don't need that ticker at the bottom of the screen the entire game. <clears throat> What's up, Molly? Um uh looking at some bubble watch from you know the major conferences. Texas is one of those teams, apparently. For sure. I'm going to start with the ACC. So some teams they've got as some work to do. Miami, Louisville, Florida State, Syracuse, North Carolina State, and Virginia Tech. Yeah. If you had to to pick one of those to definitely make the tournament, which which one would you pick? Um, I think it will be Louisville, even though they just got beat at home by Syracuse. I just think they have... A better cast of players than some of those other teams. I mean, yeah, Syracuse is going to win from here, here or there just because their their zone D is going to freak people out. But um, haven't got to watch much Virginia Tech. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play this weekend against Virginia, uh, their in-state rivals. Um, but I, I do think Louisville, even though they've lost every coach that they had, I think they'll still find a way to get in. They, their record is enough, should be enough to get them in. Yeah, I'm going to take Syracuse, the team that just beat them okay. here. Um, that's a big win. They've got opportunities to play Kansas in a neutral floor. They get Florida State. They're going to get to play a road and home game against Virginia. So they've got some opportunities where they can prove they should be in the game. Yeah. And, um, and Jim Beheim. He always he always finds a way to get his team. Yeah, in. well, he's always got big, tall guards that can run that two three zone that he loves so much, and they'll zone you from start to finish. Yep, that's that's uh, one of those things that is hard to get college kids to be very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he always has the size to do it. So, so the I Big like Twelve, it. the locks are Kansas. People should be in Texas Tech, OU, West Virginia. Some teams have got some work to do. TCU, Texas. And Kansas State. I'm of the thinking that if TCU if if Texas gets in, then TCU pretty much has to get in too. They they seem like two teams that have been pretty even throughout the season. Um, I mean, Texas has a little better record in the Big Twelve, five and five. TCU is four and six. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, there I mean, there's a chance that Texas doesn't get in, right? I guess there is. I don't think it's going to happen. I think their wins are, are good enough. And the game they played against Duke and Gonzaga, both teams are ranked in the top 15, uh, top 10 teams. Um, the way they played Kansas at home, um, losing by five or six, I think. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play against Kansas at the Fog. But I think Texas, the way they've played <laughs> against big-time teams other than the West Virginia game, has been has been good and Texas has played very well at home. They haven't uh the only big game they lost at home would would have been the Kansas game, the first Big Twelve game of the season. I like TCU. I just don't think that I don't think they're as good as people thought they were at the beginning of the year. Um Texas got them at home in an over double overtime game. But I, I do think that Texas in the long run, is a better team, um, especially with the fire that they're playing with, uh, with Andrew Jones being out with the leukemia and, you know, playing for him. There's a different kind of fire that that team shows down the stretch. They don't, they don't look like they're trying to lose games anymore. They're finding ways to win. Uh, we saw that the other night against OU. I hate to cut you off, but... Are you paying attention? She doesn't. She's eating over here. We're trying to get her caught up on she's the conferences. Running around on our wood chips and not not listening to anything we're saying. She's looking like she's trying to get out of the cage. Is is what it looks like. She wants her wheel. She, I'm sure she does, but she keeps <laughs> running on it, so that's not going to happen. Sorry. Let's let's go over to the Big East. The locks here: Villanova, and Xavier, teams that should be in Seton Hall. Work to do. Listen to this list of teams, and tell me the last time that you didn't see these guys in the tournament. Okay. Creighton, Butler, Providence, Marquette. 
Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like March Madness if those guys aren't in here busting somebody's I agree. we got to have some Creighton Blue Jays. Butler Bulldogs have to be in. Like I said, Butler's, Butler's playing well. Um, played Xavier to overtime, lost a close one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll get in. I haven't watched enough Creighton this year. I don't know how well they're playing. I think Butler will get in as an at-large, but... Uh, yeah, I haven't got to watch any of the the Providence. What are they? The uh, what is their mascot? I can't think of it. Friars. Ah, the Friars. And then uh, Marquette. I haven't watched any of them, so I don't know how their what their records look like, how they're playing, um, any games that are <laughs> common between the three teams. So I don't know. So Marquette's four and seven, the Big East, thirteen and ten on the season. They're claim to fame right now is they have the sixth ranked strength of schedule okay so you know i think the committees that put think... this in place do take that into account but if you have the best strength of schedule they're... and you lose all your games it doesn't it shouldn't matter they're gonna need to make a deep run uh in their tournament yeah they need to lana's working on the great escape trying to climb out of the cage right now i mean i'm not even mad that's impressive she was way up there she had her nose on the on the top of it. She's, wow. she's pissed. Interesting. Uh, moving on to the Big Ten. Locks, Michigan State, and Purdue. No big surprise here. Um, some work to do. Michigan, Maryland, and Nebraska. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of these, any of these teams made it in. I think Michigan will. Um, they haven't played great, but I think they'll get in. They're, they're a solid team. And... You know, I still think that was a decent win that Texas got against Michigan. I don't think that's a bad look getting a win like that. So I think Michigan will get in. They just need a couple more signature wins. Yeah, what about uh, what about Maryland? They're a team that has busted some brackets in the past. Um, They're going to need to make a tournament run, I think. A lot of those, a lot of these bubble teams are going to need to make a deep run in their conference tournaments to make the committee go, okay, that's why we need to have you in because yeah. of that. Because you just beat, you know, the number one seeded team in your in your conference tournament. Even though you didn't win the conference tournament, you still showed that you can win on a neutral court. <clears throat> which is what March Madness is all about. Uh, moving on to the Pac-12. Uh, ESPN has zero locks in the Pac-12. Interesting. Some teams that should be in, Arizona. Of course they should. They've had kind of a rocky start and oh, yeah. fumbled at Washington, but uh, some work to do. Washington, Arizona State, USC, UCLA. That's a long list of schools that, I mean, really UC, USC and UCLA have, have been good in the past, um, have good traditions, but Pac-12 just down this year when it comes to basketball. Yeah, I haven't got to watch much of the Pac-12 either. They always play at like midnight. Um that's what the real degenerates are watching. Yeah, basketball. exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, UCLA is one of the most highly touted college basketball programs in all of history with John Wooden. Um, I, I just need, you know, Lana and I need to sit down and watch some games late at night yeah. and figure this stuff out because I haven't got to watch enough of it. One more. The SEC. The only lock here is Auburn. Really? Which really is probably going to be... Uh, not the case, like I said earlier. Uh, a should be in <laughs> later on. A couple should be ins. Tennessee, Kentucky, and then some work to do. Texas A&M, Missouri, Arkansas, and Alabama. Well, and I... Florida. And Michigan, Mississippi State, and Georgia. Well, that's a long list of teams. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arkansas, Florida, and Alabama all made the tournament. They will. I think they will. I think they're good enough. Like I said earlier, I like Alabama. I like Arkansas. I like the way they're playing. Um but I, I'm a I'm a huge Rick Barnes guy. I think Tennessee's a lock. I think they're in, especially after a big win at Rupp Arena in Kentucky tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, two point victory over uh, the Wildcats. That's huge. They haven't won there in the last ten tries. So ten years running, they haven't beat Kentucky uh, at Rupp. So huge win for Rick Barnes and the Volunteers. Um, I'm a big fan of of what he's doing over there. He's he's definitely turned it around. Yeah. Um. All right. 
Lauder, did you listen? Did you learn something there? We just we just talked a lot of college basketball for you, Lauder. It looked like you weren't even paying attention. Like not even a little bit. She's like, well, I'm paying attention now, cleaning myself and looking your direction, but trying to escape this boring cage you got me and you took my wheel away. Well, if she wouldn't run on it so much in such a loud manner. She was a little softer on her feet. She's like a lineman over here. She's heavy, man. She's muscular, okay? You can say that all you want. She she spends so much time on the wheel that she's got big old leg muscles. That's what you're seeing, Spencer. You're okay. seeing big leg muscles. Right, right. Don't call my, fans, my hamster fat. <laughs> she's on a strict diet of hamster food and carrots. Hey, speaking How, of... You can't get fat on that. Speaking of diet, mm. I'm on a diet of chicken. I had me a little Popeye's... Tuesday special today. Did you? I did. Threw it back to the old times. That's a good. That's a good one. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to some chicken tonight. What kind of chicken wings we got? We have chicken wings. We have a lot of chicken wings since it's just us oh, two. Oh God. Um, I don't know, Spencer. Why don't you give me a, a guess on the the flavor of the night? Ooh, with Chad being gone, I think you're going back to mango habanero. Mango habanero. Well, you'll have to stick around, listeners, to find out. We'll let you know coming out of the break, but we do need to hit a quick break. We'll get into our Texas 10 as soon as we come out of it. We'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Do you feel the buzz or is it just me? Trust me. Something in the bed just above me. Something like a dream state. You call it a clean break. Do you feel the buzz, baby? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Dale. Uh, just still just me and Ballad and Lana trying to escape over there. She's trying to eat her way out of the glass now. Lana's getting uh, creative with uh, her antics now. I've never seen her this uh, feisty. She is pissed. But hey, she looks like she's focused now. It's time to talk some Texas 10. Let's do it. Oh, we got to talk our uh, show bet. Uh, right now we're looking at a nine-point game. Early second half. We got Iowa just throwing up shots. Not and getting offensive the rebounds. That's getting offensive like rebounds. Still down nine. And uh, creating offensive fouls. But um, we're close. We're close. We just need them to keep it right there at nine. Uh, but it's time to talk Texas basketball. Big game this week. Rivals coming in. Um, obviously, they got the win against... Who did they play the other night? Not OU. The game before. I don't know. Um, Texas Tech. They oh, lost. yeah. Lost lost the game against Tech in Lubbock. Uh, that was a heartbreaker. By two. Buzzer beater in overtime. Um, really was it. Or was it overtime? I can't remember. I know Kerwin Roach had a little clutch gene in him. Uh, yeah, that was overtime because he banked in the three in overtime. Um, but they played OU. They were ranked 12 when they came in on Saturday. College game day was in Austin. Uh, the The atmosphere was fiery. The place was absolutely lit. Sold out. Uh, sold out Irwin Center. Well, close to it. Uh, over over 15,500 people. In the Irwin Center, which is probably the biggest crowd they've had in years. It was about the loudest crowd that I've heard in years, uh, at least watching a game on TV. And obviously ESPN, <laughs> all the talk was on Trey Young and how amazing he is and how many points he scores. Well, Texas did a little double duty, had Kerwin Roach and Matt Coleman playing defense on Trey Young throughout the game. Matt Coleman uh, probably did the better job of it, and Matt Coleman outperformed. Uh, he shot the ball less, had a much better field goal percentage, eight for thirteen. Trey Young was seven for twenty-two. Coleman finished with twenty-two points. Trey Young nineteen. Curran Roach finished with twenty-one points. And you know the Texas, the Texas team in the second half. I mean, it really. You can see the heart that these guys are playing with for Andrew Jones and the will to win for him and to keep fighting. It was a really fun, really special game to watch because they never gave up. They outscored OU by 10 in the second half. 
And Matt Coleman finally had one of those games where he kind of had to take over. Mo Bamba wasn't doing a whole lot in the post. Um, Dylan Osikowski not really getting a bunch of room to hit some of those threes, not doing a whole lot in the paint. Uh, by the way, Dylan Osikowski switched uh, hairstyles this week. Yeah. Went to the cornrows instead of the uh, dreadlocks. Well, that probably looks really terrible. It if I had to guess. Looks a little goofy on a white guy. I can imagine. Uh, but hey, you know, whatever keeps the team winning. That's all I care about. 79-74 in regulation, no overtime. Uh, kind of thought this one was going to go to overtime. I just mm-hmm. had the feeling of that. And Matt Coleman really, really impressed me. I I hope he can keep this set up, this thing going. Uh, they have another home game tomorrow night against Kansas State. A game they have to win. Texas sitting at 5-5, five and five, two games back of the leaders, Texas Tech and Kansas. Uh, Kansas is playing right now. A loss there would help. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they still have to play OU again. They still have to play West Virginia again. They still have to play Kansas again. Uh, so they have some very tough games coming up. A win over Kansas State, both sitting at 5-5 five and five in the Big 12, would be huge tomorrow night. They have to win that game. Um, if you're listening on Friday, the game's already happened. So, sorry about that. But they have to win that game tomorrow night, Bella. Uh, yeah, that, that feel, and, and I think we even said that last week that after going through the gauntlet of Texas Tech on the road, bringing OU into town, Kansas State is a must win, yeah. especially at home. Yeah, and they're going to have to beat TCU. They're going to have to beat Baylor. They're going to have to beat Oklahoma State again. Um, I know they lost Oklahoma State already once. They lost to Baylor already on the road as well. They have to win those home games coming up, and they have to win this one against Kansas State. This is huge. It's pivotal. This puts them back right in the thick of things, ties them up with Oklahoma, game and a half back of the of the leaders in the Big 12, and it's just another win that they need to keep padding that resume. And for, for now, they have wins against a top 10-ranked Texas Tech team. They have a win against a top 12 Oklahoma team. Um, close games against the number one team, Duke. Close game against number 12, Gonzaga. So um, the resume looks okay. The, the win against Alabama obviously helps if they keep playing well. Um, honestly, we need Oklahoma to play well. We need uh, we need Tech to keep playing well. The better Tech looks, the better Texas looks on that win. So yep. they got to keep playing. they got to keep winning. And they got to keep fighting for, for Andrew Jones. Because right now, it seems like that's all they have is just pure fight. Uh, I want to squat on a take that I don't think anyone said. Um, Trey Young, obviously very sick for the the game versus West Virginia. I can't believe no one speculated that someone from Texas somehow got Trey Young sick. Right. Or if he was sick already playing that game. Or or just like... he He did not shoot the ball well that game. I just love the idea of someone thinking like that while he was in town that they like put something in his water or they fed him yeah. a bad meal. Like yeah, I sneeze on his sneeze on his plate before you give him his food. Yeah, I thought that would have been funny. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty clever right there. You you went deep you went deep for that one. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um Yeah, that's really all we can talk about Texas without sounding repetitive. Yeah. Um Yeah, we already talked about kind of their bowl or their bowl you see i miss football spencer okay yeah, like I I not, I'm, I'm not the same without it um i understand let's get into some other kind of texas talk a little uh college football recruiting well, there's a lot of that going on texas actually just landed another recruit tonight uh at least a commit is going to sign tomorrow uh, as i mentioned if you're listening national signing day is wednesday uh, for us, it is tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot going on with this. A lot of people are kind of freaking out. A lot of Texas pessimists are a little worried that some of these guys are going to flip last minute. Um, this was one of those guys, the kid from Katy, defensive tackle, who... Some people were a little worried he may jump ship and go to A&M. Um, let me see if I can get it all pulled up here. 
Um, Texas right now is looking at, you know, as far as everything, if everybody that they have signed and pretty much if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, Texas will have the number three recruiting class in the country, which is huge. They haven't had anything close to a top 10 recruiting class in a long time. Um, you know, tomorrow it's going to be, it's going to be wheeling and dealing. It's going to be exciting from start to finish to see where these guys, you know, end up signing. Um, Tom, Tom Herman will have a press conference Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock. Uh, I'm sure you can catch that somewhere, but there's a bunch of, a bunch of December signings already. Uh, the last I heard, Texas has 16 or 17 four-star recruits and wow. maybe one five-star. Uh, so they have a big class coming in with a lot of guys who are going to do a lot of good. Are I think they're going to be DBU again. A uh, bunch of big-time defensive backs. Uh, they've actually landed a few receivers uh, as of late. Um, but as I mentioned, there's a bunch of December signees who are already on campus going to class, getting ready for the uh, for the spring, getting ready to uh, start spring practice. So a lot to look forward to. Um, I think obviously, uh, you know, Bama, Clemson, Georgia, they're going to have huge recruiting classes. I think Georgia's got seven, seven or eight, five stars. Clemson, uh, Georgia's got seven or eight, five stars. Clemson's got four or five. Um, and Bama actually only has one five-star recruit side right now. So, hmm. or one, at least one commit. So a lot of guys uh, from the state of Texas in this recruiting class for Tom Herman. Um, I think they I heard today that they have 11 out of the top 15 kids from the state of Texas. As far as the numbers. Texas rankings go. And that was his goal. You know, that was his goal coming into UT was we got to put a wall up around Texas and stop letting these top recruits leave the state. Well, that was Tom's strategy in Houston. Yeah. And now it's just a bigger a bigger wall. <clears throat> and now he's got a bigger school to, to pull these kids into. Um, Do you think Herman and Trump will talk about the wall? Said, <laughs> let's just make it all the way around Texas. See, Trump, I see you want one side of this wall. But why don't you just go ahead and bring this all the way bring over? Bring it all the way. Keep all those Oklahomians. <coughs> keep them out of Arkansas. I'm keep them out it. of Louisiana. I'm good with it. Uh, I'm actually really excited about uh, old Cameron Dicker, the kicker, coming out of Lake Travis. What a name. Uh, he was made to be a kicker. He's my favorite. Um, I just heard about him, but he is my favorite. He's he's going to be he's gonna be something special. It's rare you talk about a kicker coming out of out of high school, but as bad as Texas special teams and kicking game has been in the past few years, it's it's something to look forward to. Obviously, we lose Michael Dixon in the punting game. We sign his cousin. Uh, we went to the same kicking academy, so that'll be cool. Yep. I want to go back to Alabama. So you mentioned they've only got one five-star recruit that's committed right now. Do you think there is a turn happening in, in with the high school kids that are saying, you know what? Like, going to Alabama right now is like Durant going to the Warriors. Um, like, I, I don't have, want to go join the best team where I'm going to have to sit out my freshman year. I'm not, I'm not going to play maybe until I'm a junior. Unless or, you're just you know, an absolute stud. Yeah, and I, maybe I want to go somewhere where I can help build a program. I want to be the face of it. You know, it, it just seems like schools like Georgia, like Clemson, even well, like Texas are getting the recruits obviously that those, they haven't gotten in the past. Obviously, those schools are pulling in a bunch of big-time recruits, a bunch of four- or five-star guys, and there's a reason for that. And I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, obviously Alabama just winning a national championship. You'd think they'd have a bunch of stars. But I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching. You know, these guys don't want to go play for Nick Saban, who's going to – you know, we saw it in the national championship with a player trying to fight another coach. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the coaches you play for, you're not going to want to play. These guys are actually starting to en to enjoy and go to schools that they like the coaches on. Um, and I think the cities have a big thing to do with it. Hmm. People are going to want to go to Austin, Atlanta, maybe not Athens. Maybe not Cl Sorry, Athens. Yeah. Pretty close to Atlanta. 
Um, and then uh, Georgia is such a small state. Clemson, Texas, yeah. it's all like let's look at Clemson, South Carolina. I mean, these are college towns. They're they're made for these these young kids. And they, when somebody comes on campus at UT, they're gonna want to come to UT a lot more than they're gonna want to go to Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not where they're gonna want to go. Yeah, it's a it's a more fun city. It's more more to do, more to see, and you also get to get a great education and play football for one of the biggest universities in the country. Yeah, I was just trying to think about the, the conversation that the Dabo Sweeney's, the Hermans, the uh, the Kirby Smarts are having in those living rooms when they're talking to the kids who are eligible to even go to Bama to play football, who are, you know, the Nick Saban would even take. Yeah. And I think you're spot on with the location. Absolutely. I think you're spot on with the coaches too. But I, I do think there is a big kind of underdog mentality I mean, that is could being be right. spread in younger sports that you could be the player that puts this team on the map. And I think players want to be that. And I think playing time is a big one too. And Texas kind of started that a few years ago when Malik Jefferson and some of those guys, you know, at, la- at the last minute signed with Texas and it kind of gave that snowball effect. And I hope that what Tom Herman's instilled in these guys – because I know a lot of these these incoming recruits who have already signed in December are calling their buddies and calling the other recruits in the state of Texas and the big time recruits and saying, "Hey, I'm already on campus. You got to get your ass here. This yeah. is this is the place to be. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna make a difference. We're gonna change this this university. We're gonna be DBU again. We're gonna be back mm-hmm. in the national spotlight within a year or two if you get here." So I, I think it has a lot to do with the recruits that, that sign early, which I love. The early signee, get started in January, get get on campus as quick as possible. Um, I cannot wait for tomorrow to see how how many of these guys that are supposed to sign do sign mm-hmm. because it's going to be a little nerve-wracking, I think. Some of these bigger-name guys, it's they're still looking at a and They're still looking at the LSUs and other schools around the state. So yeah, you have to kind of worry a little bit, but I'm trying not to be that pessimistic longhorn thinking that these guys are going to go other places. We'll have to wait and see. We'll yeah. be tracking it all day, um, which would be two days ago if you're listening to this right now. So pretty much all of this. Yeah. If you're still listening, watch, go back and then forward through this section because all of this stuff has already happened. Yeah, just right skip, now. just skip over. That's poor planning on our part. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but hey, it's time to time to let you get on your soapbox a little bit. I know you want to keep sports weird. Keep sports weird, and you know we don't talk college wrestling every week, but this week since we're shorthanded, thought we'd give ourselves a little time to talk about it. I love it. Circle back to a couple of things we talked about last week. I don't know if you recall, but I showed you. Uh, a video of a Spencer Lee of, of Iowa. I remember, I've heard the name, uh, just because it's my name, so yeah. you need to drink for that, by the way. I will drink for that, and and, <laughs> and my boy Lee, Mr. S. Lee, deserves this one, because they had, uh, Iowa had a duel with Minnesota, which is a very good wrestling school. It was um, number seven Iowa versus number eight Minnesota, or 18 Minnesota. Lee has a 16-point tech fall, a 16-0 tech fall versus Ethan Lizak, which I'm sure I butchered. But... Now, let me, let, me, uh, let me touch on this one more time, uh, see, if I, see if I retained what you told me last week. We tech go. fall, pretty much a mercy roll. He just beat the shit out of him. If, if any time in the match you're beating someone by 15 points or more, they stop it. Mercy rule, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so I retain that, got it. This is number two kid in the country. First number six kid in the country, and he beats him 16 to zero. Number six kid beat him? No, the number two kid. Uh, S. Lee is... Uh... Lee beats Ethan. Gotcha. By 16-0. Gotcha. That is an embarrassing That's a loss. That's a whooping. For Ethan Lazak. Something else I found out about this uh, this Lee kid. He's a backup. Nice save. He's a backup. He's coming in after one of Iowa's... Uh, I'm not sure who he's replaced, but a wrestler got injured. So he's been just kind of thrown into the lineup, and now he's the number two ranked kid in the country. How did that happen? I mean, he's a true freshman. Okay. And wrestling is one of those sports where you got to wait your turn. And Hmm. 
It's, Even it, if you're just better than everybody else? Well, you have wrestle-offs where you say, okay, you can challenge people. But if, if you've got an upperclassman who's, I'm pretty sure the guy, and I'll get his name next week, that he replaced, returning All-American. Oh, you don't wow. get to wrestle off a returning All-American. That's you, a true freshman. You're yeah. a made man. Your spot's locked at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, just putting a whooping <laughs> on in. There's God. a lot of different ways you can get a tech fall, but a shutout tech fall means a couple different things. It means first, the other guy didn't score any points, yeah. obviously. He didn't even come close. <clears throat> it's impossible to get this score without putting the other person to their back. And for a, a top 10 ranked guy to, to go to their back at all in a match is pretty outstanding. Not... To mention the multiple times that Lee put him on his back. So, shout out to Lee on that one. Huge win in a demanding fashion. Mm. But the story of the weekend in college wrestling was num- was a duel that happened Saturday night. Penn State, number one, ranked versus Ohio State, ranked number two. So, number one and number two going at it in midseason, dual style. Great match. So many that we could talk about. But I, I just want to quickly mention the match between miles martin and bo nickel number 15 and number one ranked in the country oh. uh match ended 11-5 but it was the, the the match itself was so much closer than that bo nickel put up some some big points toward the end with a with a back tilt but r- really exciting match there and then the last match of the night let me just set, set the stage for you here um Penn State is winning by five points. I'm sorry, by four points going into the match. Okay. And so wrestling is is total points, not total wins in a match. So there's a there's a couple different ways that this gets scored. So <clears throat> um, there are individual scores within an individual match. Okay. And the result of that match goes towards the team score for the duel. So say you win 10-5, you're plus 5 on the team score. Not necessarily. You have what's called a decision, a major decision, a tech fall, and a actual fall. Okay. So a, a, a decision means you won by less than 8 points. A major decision means you won by more than 8 but less than 15 a tech fall is winning by more than 15. Okay. And a true fall is a pin. Okay. You get three points for a for a, a decision, four points for a major, five for a tech, six for a fall. Okay. Gotcha. Going into the match, Penn State is winning by four points. Okay? Okay. So they need a, they need a tech fall or a fall to win. Ohio State needs a major to tie a tech fall to win the duel. Okay. The problem is Penn State's Jan Johnson is going up against Kyle Snyder, U.S. gold medal Olympian. (laughs) Not who you want. Not the matchup that you want, but shout out to Jan Johnson. He holds off and finds a way to not get majored and gives Penn State the win at home. Nice. I mean, huge, huge. Um, It wasn't an upset because... Huge? It was huge. Huge. Um, Snyder is like... I mean, I'll give you the... The odds of him winning by a tech fall were minus 150. Dang. Yeah. The odds for him by winning by a fall were only plus 150. Okay. So, just to give you some context, like... He's he was good. supposed to dominate that match. He's that good. But, yeah, I mean, he's he is the face of USA Wrestling right now. So, uh, big shout-out to Jan Johnson to, to stick out a win there. That's, sure. that's true team wrestling there. When you know you're going to get your ass whooped, but you find a way to not get pinned yeah. or really get your ass whooped, good job, Penn State. Just do, do your best. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I love watching, I love watching you talk wrestling because yeah. – uh, get pretty animated about it. It's like when I talk golf. I love it. Well, we don't get to do it every week, but, exactly. you know. Hey, um, hey, twice in one week. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Maybe we should just kick these guys out for a couple more weeks. I like it. Uh, hey, it's time to get into first impressions and uh, see if you can guess some lines. Let's do it. Well, let's do a recap of our lines from last week. I like to give my best and my worst. 
Okay. Uh, my best one was the Duke St. Uh, Duke St. John's game. I had that at Duke as a minus 12 and a half favorite. Came in at 10 and a half. So pretty good. Two points. Not too bad. Uh, my worst line of the week is... <laughs> I had a few to pick from. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my OU Texas line. I had OU as a five and a half point favorite on the Texas road. Texas was a three point Texas favorite. Texas was a three point favorite there. Yep. Um... Ooh, my oh no no I'm sorry my worst one was Kentucky at Missouri I had Kentucky as a nine and a half point favorite lines came out Missouri two and a half point favorite at oh. home. so that was a bad one uh yeah threw off our picks pretty bad there but yeah it's okay I I'm back at it again I got a couple game for us hey, uh, one damn. bad week doesn't mean you can't keep trying that's right I never get laid <clears> in this case um first game we got Butler. Taking on Villanova in Philadelphia. In this game, I got Villanova a 10-point favorite. What's your first impression? Seems a little high. Um, I saw the way Butler just played Xavier. Another conference foe. Took him to overtime. I'm going to say Butler can cover 10. At a neutral site, we looked that up. I think Mm -hmm. it is going to be a neutral site. So, uh, I got Butler. Um, I'm going to take Villanova here. They're the number one team in the country. I think they come out here and try to make a statement. Just think 10's a little high. I, I think it's a little high too, but I'm going to roll with it anyways. Okay. Uh, next, we got Kansas traveling to Waco. I got the Baylor Bears as a five and a half point dog at home. And I'm going to take Baylor in this one. Uh, Kansas <clears throat> seems really rocky. We should check in on the score to see how your show bet would have done. Uh, but for this one, I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, what about you, Dale? Baylor played well against Texas, came back. From a big deficit to win that game against Texas in Waco. Uh, it's really not that exciting of a building. It's small, but the fans show up. I think, especially the way Kansas has been playing at home, as bad as they've been playing at home, I think they're a better road team. I think Kansas runs away with this thing. All right. Uh, by the way, Kansas is up one with ten and a half left in the second. Hmm. Uh, update on our show bet. Uh, Iowa up by two. Oh, we got a lot of money to play with now. <laughs> with ten minutes left, baby. bunch of points to play with. Uh, Dale, we talked about this earlier, but North Carolina State's going to travel to North Carolina to Chapel Hill to Chapel take Hill. on the Tar Heels. I've got the Tar Heels as a seven and a half point favorite here. What's your first impression? Well, I know which way you're going, so I'm going to go with North Carolina to cover this thing and just beat them up. Uh, I agree with you. North Carolina State's just not very good. Really? I thought you were going NC State here. Yeah, I wanted to. If, if this was if this is at North Carolina State, yeah. I'd take the home dog. But I it's did. not, so I won't. Okay. Uh, next, we've got Purdue taking on Michigan State at Should home. Should be good. Number three and number four, as it stands right now, ranked. Michigan State's the other. home team? Michigan's the home team. And I've got Michigan State as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And in this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Purdue here. Give me the points. And I think they get it done on the road. They make a statement here that says they deserve a number one yeah, seed. Yeah, and Purdue hasn't given me any reason to believe they're not a number one seed. Unlike Michigan State right now. They look horrible, yeah. <laughs> on the road against a very mediocre Big Ten team. I I like your pick on Purdue. I, I think that – I don't even know if Michigan State will be favored in that game. They may be a home dog. They might. Um, Who knows by the time these lines come out. Yeah, but I'm going to take Purdue to cover your, your plus two and a half. Okay. Uh, next, we got another rivalry game. We got Virginia Tech going to travel to Virginia. And I got Virginia is a nine and a half point favorite here. What's your first impression? That seems fair. Uh, Virginia's at home, nine and a half. I just I don't know if Virginia Tech's good enough to cover that. I I know it's a rivalry game. The air quotes going, but uh, I I think Virginia is actually good enough. To, to cover that, I think they win by probably about 12, 15. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think I agree with you there. I think Virginia's a really good team. And mm-hmm. I think in a rivalry game, they want to, you know, at home, they want to show the fans some love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. So, yeah, I'll take Virginia here as well. Uh, last game of the night. Gonzaga going to travel to St. Mary's to take them on. I got St. Mary's as a one and a half point favorite. And I'm going to take St. Mary's here. Um, say Mary's a one and a half favorite. Yeah, at home. Two ranked teams, eleven and twelve. 
I'm gonna take St. Mary's here. Oh, God, I haven't seen St. Mary's play. That's this is gonna kill me. What about you, Dale? Um, just give me Gonzaga. That's all. I, I've I've only seen Gonzaga play. I have not seen St. Mary's play all year long. But you're RDWs. <sighs> yeah, they got a bunch of them. That's all they got. Yeah, I have to go with them. Those are really good white guys. Yeah. <laughs> now it's first impressions. Yeah, I hope those lines are on point. Hope so too. Hey, uh, hey, Lana. Were you, li- were you listening to the lines there? Were you listening to us talk about the games that come in this week? We should have let her pick a few. We should have let her. She, she's busy cleaning herself. She's, she's not paying attention. She's waiting for that wheel to get back in there so she can start <laughs> she, running. She's very excited about it. Uh, let's get into the nightcap. <clears throat> yeah. Sponsored by the beautiful, delicious, strange land brewery. Beer for indication. Um, so we're going to see if we can get Dickie V on the phone. Uh, let me Let me call him up right now. Who's gonna be so late at night on a Tuesday? Hey, Dickie V, it's Dale from the Sports Buzz. Uh, just I don't want to take up too much of your time. Just want to see if maybe you had a few awards for us for this past week of basketball. Dale, I got a couple of awards. I didn't post them on ESPN in time, but I'm gonna give them to you anyways. My first one is my upset of the week. It's St. John's 81, Duke 77. No one thought St. John's going to win this game. Duke didn't win the thing they could win this game. But they thought they could win it and they did. Can you say it with me? That's up, City, City, baby! That was a good game. That was an excellent game. Uh, yeah, oh, God, Dickie V. Appreciate you calling in after you uh, did commentary for a game tonight. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. That was a good one. Uh, but... Dickie, do you have any other awards for us that you can you can give us tonight? Hey, anytime, boys. I'm always down to call the sports buzz. I got another one for you. My diaper dandy of the week. Shocker, Matt Coleman from the University of Texas. 22 points in a 79-74 win over my diaper dandy of the year, Trey Young. NOU. Hey, you know, I appreciate appreciate that. Uh I'm on your side there. I, I think Matt Coleman had the best week as a freshman. But uh, I think you said you had maybe one more for us, Sticky V. What do you got? I got one more for you, then I got to run. I got a team of the week. And my team of the week is West Virginia out of the Big 12. They had a big week. They had a business against Kansas State on the road. And then they go and take on the OU Sooners and Trey Young. And they beat them as well. That's my team of the week. West Virginia and old Billy Huggins. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for calling me, baby. Always, <sighs> always loving Dickie V calls in. The awards, you know, as, as he mentioned, didn't get him up, posted to ESPN in time, uh, but gave us a sneak peek of a few of them. Um, I, I like all those picks. St. John's over Duke, Matt Coleman, and West Virginia. Making their case for for why why they deserve to be uh you know top three seed in the in the tournament. So yeah, yeah, it's always a pleasure to have Dickie V call it. I don't know how he's so excited. I mean, he's he's probably lost his voice after calling a game, but hey, he's got enough time to call the sports buzz. We appreciate it. We appreciate that. Uh, man, do you got anything else for the week? <coughs> I've got a chicken wings in the oven that I can't wait to eat. I'll chicken wings that. in the oven. What is the flavor? Uh, we're having barbecue wings tonight. Ah, God, I'm always wrong. I really thought you were going to go mango habanero. Yeah. Well, maybe next week. <sighs> I doubt it. But you're going to have to, uh, we're going to watch the rest of this game. We had early night tonight with only two of us here. I know. So, uh, and we got started early too. So usually, we did start early. usually this game is ending right around now, <laughs> Yeah. which, um, Gives me a lot of time the rest of the night. So uh, Iowa is <laughs> just hit another three. They're up 81-73. They're running away with it. Mm, home dogs, baby. Hey, you home dogs. You did say it. Even though you said you didn't think they would win, you said they always have one good upset in their bag. Um, right now we're at 81-76, seven and a half minutes left. Just jinking the shit out of this Absolutely. <laughs> we need to get off the air. Uh, Ballard, thanks for pressing buttons. Pleasure to host podcast. Thanks for being here, Dale. Hey, it's good to be here. Dale. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. I'll drink. Until next week, we're the Sports Buzz, and we are out! This party is officially over. <laughs> <laughs>